On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Parks Associates Wi-Fi survey, Alexa loses $10 billion in package theft. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 356, Ride an Elephant. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we're pleased to be joined by two of my favorite people. First, we have my sister, Heather Sidorowicz. She is the president of Southtown AV over in uh, Buffalo, New York. How you doing, Heather? Well, uh, we are we are unburied from our six feet of snow that we got right before Thanksgiving. Um, and yeah, we're now it's all melting, so we can start all over again. Yay! Did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was. It was lovely. I ate way too much, as as is the American way. As one does. Uh, the other person who's joining us today is my brother, Mr. Stephen Bronner. He is the owner of Pro Audio Georgia and Pro Audio Carolinas. Did I get that right? Oh, I got it right this time. That's how close we are. Absolutely. How you doing, bud? Hey, Georgia. Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm doing awesome. I haven't seen you in so long. It's so great to see it you. It has been a while. So great to see you. I, when I saw your name pop up on the email, I was like, great. We don't even need Matt. Heather and I will just talk. Shut up. Which is pretty common. I mean, how often does anybody really need Matt anyway? It's, you know, it's just I have it. feelings. Like, there's one of them, but I have one. Did, <laughs> did you have a good Thanksgiving, Stephen? Did you, did you deep fry a turkey or something southern? Man, I ate my weight in Thanksgiving food, and that's a lot of food. We just finished leftovers today. <sighs> yeah. That's how we my wife, uh, you know, Crystal makes everything from scratch, and our dessert table is the thing of legend. I mean, it is... Yeah, I'll have to send you a picture. It's uh, it's crazy every year. So please do. She kills it, and then as I eat it, it kills me. But that's okay. Um, I take a few days off. I recover, and that's a relationship. That's a relationship. You know, little get, little take, little make, little. Yeah, it's perfect. It's always entertaining trying to explain to my clients that we're off on Thursday and Friday because they don't get it, and I just we just let it go. We let it slide. All right, let's jump right in. It is a bit of a um, interesting news week because of Thanksgiving. This comes to us from Residential Systems. Parks Associates releases a new white paper on Wi-Fi and home security, examining the rise in demand for Wi-Fi devices that integrate with security and smart home solutions, uh, and going through essentially <clears throat> how many uh, products are, are getting coupled with these systems, etc., and uh, really focusing on the massive problem, if you will, with Wi-Fi in, in home networks, et cetera, and, and the, the, not the sustainability, but the effectiveness of those systems. Um, I'm going to preface it with read through, if you, if you have time, read through the Parks Associates piece um, and the, the linked article uh, or white paper, I should say. It's very interesting, but it's also heavily tied to security. So I want to preface that to, to, to home security and the people installing home security, which is the hint. Heather, can we can we separate much of the data from this or, or, or from the article from the security aspect of it? Because Wi-Fi doorbells that are slow, that are directly tied into 
um, security systems, we know what models those are, and we know the bar that they're that they're limited to, we'll say, um, versus some of the other products that are out there on the market that might be a little bit better. Can we can we pull some data from this that's really effective in our broader businesses, or is this really tied just to the security side? Um, I don't think it's just tied to the security side, but I think that's something I think we always want to be paying attention in some way. But when you ask an average person on the street if they've heard of a doorbell camera, chances are they're going to tell you about Nest. They're going to tell you about what Google's doing, what Amazon's doing. They're not even thinking about that. They're thinking about accessibility, not security, which is a super dangerous place to be. Um, you know, we should be thinking about security as well. I think that the average human out there is not, um, which is, you know, it's why we exist. It's called job security. Yep. I like it. Steven, and we kind of got into this ahead of the show. One of the things that I found interesting and also possibly took a bit of an, uh, an issue with was they, they have a poll quote in it uh, in, in the white paper on willingness to pay for an add-on home network support service. 56% were willing to pay $10 a month. 49% were willing to pay $20 a month uh, to ensure that essentially their home has good Wi-Fi. They'll get notified if devices go offline, blah, 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 blah. I question that number heavily. And I think for the average project or client of our industry, and not even the security industry, but our industry, I really question if they're willing to actually pay $120 a year to make sure my Wi-Fi is good. Okay. The security companies bundle it in with their, uh, with their standard RMR. So, yeah, if you're talking to a bunch of security companies, you say, do you sell this? And they say, well, yeah, normally we charge 36 a month. If they want us to maintain their Wi-Fi, it's 46 a month. They're giving away a security system. I mean, clients are more likely to do it with a security company. For an integration company, now I do, which is what we were talking about beforehand. I have Domots on every system I do. Um, I can't remember the last time I did one that doesn't have one. The house I'm sitting in right now is all Domots. Um, and I sell that and, and I get a, a good return on that, um, as you should on your RMR for your services. Uh, but that is not just Wi-Fi monitoring. And I will tell you something. I've never seen a raw security company that I would want monitoring my network. Um, I, I mean, it's like when people call you and they say, well, Comcast says that they'll put a security system in. My first statement I make is, when was the last time you considered Comcast trustworthy? I, I just, it, it, it strikes me as odd. Like, so, so what you're saying is the same company that you have to talk to eight people to get good customer service. You want them in charge of your life if something happens in your home. And that generally ends that conversation. So um, my thing is, is it is hard to sell RMR in our industry. Uh, a lot of people don't see the need. They say, well, I paid all this money for this equipment. It should just work. Forever. Forever, right? Yeah. Work forever. forever. Oh, I think you so much money 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Why did it stop working? My thing that I tell them is, is that's fine. Your cell phone that you're holding, how often does it update? Oh, it updates, you know, every couple of months or whatever. I'm like. I ask them how old the car is. Yeah. I, I'm like, okay, so if your cell phone is updating that often and it's one device, most of our systems have a minimum of 20 different devices. Let's just say 20 different core devices, you know, Lutron lighting, and then you have Blu-ray players or media streamers or whatever. 
So if, if one device is updating every three to four months and you have 20 devices and you want to be in charge of all of that, well, no, I don't want to do that. I, that's what I had you for. Exactly. But buying the equipment doesn't cover that. And so what I do is I tell people, you know, this allows me to be proactive. And a lot of people in our industry, they roll trucks. Uh, the last two years, we averaged less than two truck rolls a week for maintenance. And the reason, and that number astonishes major companies. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason why is because we do remote monitoring and maintenance on everything. If a firmware update comes out, I give it two weeks for it to break everybody else's system. If it doesn't, then I log into my systems and I do the firmware update. Um, but the thing is, is these security numbers they're coming up with, how 50 or 49% of people would pay $20 a month for Wi-Fi monitoring. Um, I'm not going to question anybody's integrity. I'm just going to say that possibly that number is a self-fulfilling prophecy to make the white paper sound interesting. Because I would, I mean, I know, I know how vital Wi-Fi is. I wouldn't pay somebody 20 bucks a month just to monitor my Wi-Fi. I charge $28 a month to monitor the entire infrastructure. What makes gives me pause is every client I talk to who has an alarm system at 40 bucks a month, they're trying to find ways to pare that sucker down, not add on to it, which is always the like, okay, so I can add this and this and this and this and this. I can get weather on the panel and it's an extra $5. Awesome. I wish I had a, I wish I had a device that let me check the weather. Let me ask both of y'all, when was the last time you talked to a client and they said, well, I really don't like paying $15 a month for this cable box. Right. It happens all the time, all the time. And so now they're going to release a paper that says the same people that don't want to pay $15 a month for a cable box in a three, $4 million house are going to pay 20 bucks a month so that you can make sure their Wi-Fi stays running. Yeah. Not going to happen. I, like I said, I, uh, it all depends on how that question was asked and well, who they were asking yeah. that question to, right? I mean, we all know from statistics there can be. Never. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Um, I, I just think that. How is my show because? <laughs> I think that Heather, has, Heather hit it on the head. It depends on who you're polling up. Like I said, if you go out to write a paper and you have a preconceived notion, I actually have a client who is a court like a, a, a certified statistician, statistician, I don't know how you say that. Anyway, he actually got accidentally hired by, during a court case, he got submitted to support both sides of the argument and he was able to do it. There you go. And that, that drop mic that story. There's lies, damn lies and statistics. And so I, I have, uh, I just have these papers that come out. They trip me out, man. They're, hey, did you know that your average client would be willing to ride an elephant to work? No, 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 they wouldn't. Stop saying stupid things. I just. I think we just got the name of this podcast. All right. Let's change topics for a second. This comes to us from CE Pro. Uh, Amazon is expected to bleed over $10 billion from Alexa and other devices. Yeah, it. Whoops. Hey, it's been a couple of weeks of just money exploding. <laughs> it was an accounting error. The statistician got it wrong. Calm down. Billion? Essentially, and again, this shocks everyone, but a report from Business Insider found that essentially when you sell devices at or below cost, you lose money. 
Um, <gasps> Is that how that works? <laughs> it's how it works. But it's crazy. They they continue to continue, or they're committed to continuing to pursue. Alexa, put that down, sir. Even though they've lost the the couple things that surprised me was one that they lost that much stinky money. Two that they actually thought that Alexa was going to lead into other things that they were going to be able to monetize. Have you ever bought something through your Alexa? Like, have you ever even like thought like, oh, let me? Not a chance. I just feel like, no, you're gonna take advantage of me. I have to look at the different people, and you know, you look and you compare, and this is like, oh no, I'm just going to be the most expensive and one. Even when she would pop on and be like, would you like us to add that to your shopping cart? It was like the panic of no, 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 exactly, absolutely not. And you're pulling your phone out to make sure she didn't add anything, like. No, it's bad. Uh, the third thing that actually shocked me was that she's now in third for voice assistance. I just want that to you, you start to think about how you're using it, right? So I think that what you're doing, like you might take your iPhone and say, hey, text so-and-so, such and such. That probably counts. Oh, yeah. And and for Google, there's no separation in, in these numbers between um, Google on a phone or Google on a device, which is what's helping their numbers. Right. Steven, is there, do you see any avenue? And again, I realize this is a little bit outside of our, our realm, but do you see any avenue where any of these voice assistants actually can be monetized effectively when they're hardware? Uh, not without further violating the little bit of privacy that we actually have left. <laughs> So, yeah, you could monetize. You think you wanted that for Christmas? I placed the order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have, I, I have in, my, in my show house for my company, I have a voice system, Josh AI. But in my primary home, I don't have one. And then everybody's like, why don't you have one? And I tell them because I don't, they listen all the time. And then I say, but so does my cell phone, but I have to have a cell phone. And, and it's always hilarious. You know, people always say the same thing. No, they only listen when you say their name. And I'm like, hey, man, yeah. how do you think they heard you say their name? <laughs> but uh, and then you, you, you point them to the court cases where the recordings have been used uh, to, to prosecute criminals. Um, do I think you can monetize it without further privacy violation? I just don't. And the reason why is, is because most people, even your most adamant technology users, we have hit a wall um, in the technology world where people are starting to pull back. Um, they understand they don't have any privacy and it kind of sucks. Um, when you tell somebody, I wouldn't put that in my home and then you start talking to them and like, and, and they all, ha everybody has this story where they were sitting around talking about a trip to Tahiti with their friend Nothing around but their cell phone, and next thing you know, on Facebook, they've got trips to Tahiti advertised on the side of the screen. Everybody, yeah, everybody's got that experience, and people are starting to freak out, man. So I really don't. I think that the idea was interesting, but people decided to use it differently, and it just isn't going to work. But you know, but, uh, they could totally why instead of selling these things for twenty nine fifty nine and one hundred and nine dollars, like sell it for $200, you know, and make some money off the item itself. Cause I think people like the accessibility of it, play this, you know, play music yeah. in my kitchen that people are, you know, for me, the greatest thing that thing has ever done is add such and such to my shopping list. And so I can add it. My kids add it. My husband's adds it. It's on the app at the end of the week. When I go to the, I don't go to the grocery store. When I go to Instacart, 
um, to add it on there. And it's the greatest thing ever. Like I, I am willing to sacrifice my privacy for that alone. Now we know where the line is. But how do they monetize that? They've got to start. I have to give you a wonderful story for your show here. Uh, speaking about adding things to the cart, um, my kids, when they were in high school, they were both, um, they were getting ready. My oldest son was getting ready to take his finals and my youngest son was a uh, junior and he was getting ready to take his. And that week they added a will to live to the shopping cart. <laughs> So, well, they might be the younger, they can add the greatest things, but now they do. So Crystal awesome. gets Crystal gets to the store and she pulls up the list in the shopping cart and she <laughs> sends me a picture where it says a will to live. And I told her, I said, see if you can pick me one of those up too. So um You gotta go to Costco, get it in bulk. Yeah, we tested it in our house. Um the kids the kids enjoyed it for a while. They enjoyed playing music through it, like you said. I think that we're Amazon. I think where they all miscalculated was they thought people were going to basically go, you know, okay, Amazon, Alexa, whatever, uh, buy me a Mercedes. You know, like I, they, they literally, somebody was sitting in a boardroom. They thought it was going to help. Yeah. Out. yeah. And there was a pandemic in there too. So I think that changed things. It's no longer two day shipping. I mean, all, there's a lot that plays out to make this a true story or story <laughs> the same people that buy each other those mercedes with the bows on them you see on the christmas commercials they were sitting in a boardroom going you know what next year my husband could just order it through alexa this is going to make us a fortune and it just didn't happen i don't want to go down that that thread because i'll pull it for too long but those people are psychos who does that anyways <laughs> good lord if i if my wife walked out christmas morning and saw that i spent a hundred grand on a vehicle for her She'd lose her ever loving mind. Heather, let me let me <laughs> try to bring this back for, for a second. We've seen lost leaders like this from major companies for years as they get in their door. And we as an industry, because we're in the tech field, whether or not we want to, we have to kind of embrace them. At what point do we stop because our clients get screwed? I don't think that we stop, Matt. I think that we get more knowledgeable and we teach them. So Alexa was the first one to really do it. They got it into everyone's home. Everyone knows what it is. But now we have the option to stay to a higher end home. Hey, here's a different solution that doesn't isn't a data mining company like Josh AI or Sonos who came out with their voice control um, that is not going out to the internet. But then what happens is they play out to go, well, what if I want to know the weather? Well, I can't do that if it's not going out to the internet um, and the Sonos side. Although if anybody watches uh, uh, Better Call Saul and then had their Sonos that they were talking to, I kind of felt like I was always in trouble because the chicken man is the voice. Anyone? <laughs> I, uh, we turn those off now because the kids figured out how to use them. So it all went bye-bye. Mm. All right, let's change topics. Uh, since again, we're having so much fun today. <coughs> this comes to us from CE Pro as well. Package theft is on the rise. Is it time to start selling video doorbells? Well, look, we came full circle here. Yeah, we did come completely full circle, which is what we like. Um, Yeah, I, I get what they're saying, and I'm glad I don't live in any of these areas. Uh, and also, if you have a discerning brain, look at those areas and then ask yourself some questions. Maybe you should live there. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Or get a dog. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Notwithstanding, um, 
this is a big thing. We know it's a big deal. We know it happens all the time. Calm down, Stephen. <sighs> Heather, would you ever consider, because th this is where I went completely with this, because it is a sales pitch for trying to sell someone a video doorbell or a better CCTV system or, or what have you. Would you ever bring up the crime statistics of porch pirates or literally anything else as a way to be like, hey, we sell surveillance. <laughs> we can help. Only if I was maybe at a home show and that's the only thing I sold. Then I would talk, right? You remember the satellite dish days? No. <laughs> Just be at like the home show and tell you all sorts of things that weren't true. Um, no, no, but that's not our jam either. That's not really, this is what we really do. So no, I would not use that. I would just tell someone to get a dog. But I also sometimes when they cry that their TV doesn't work, I tell them to read a book. So how does that go over? Well, <laughs> not really well. <laughs> Steven, I think my issue with any story like this, and any time this topic comes up and like I'm on a Facebook group for my neighborhood. And every time somebody gets broken into that, like their car gets ransacked, a call goes out, who can get me a camera? And people will, unfortunately, and again, I, I understand what I'm saying, but unfortunately they'll tag me in it and they'll be like, hmm. Omega can help you. They'll get you whatever you need. And then I inevitably have to have a conversation with someone and they're like, so will this stop them? Will this help the police charge them? And I'm like, no, because you know, no matter how good the surveillance system is, a hoodie and a hat uh, in the dead of night, for the most part, uh, defeats all of this. So that being said, is it, what, what can we as a channel do to try and help with this? Do we go the route of like motion detectors that turn on sprinklers or fireworks or nets? I don't know. Release deadly gas. What? No, no, don't don't bring up deadly gas. In our industry, we have a rule as a company. We don't sell negative. We sell fun. So we don't talk about our competitors. We don't look at a rack. I don't walk in and see a rack and go, wow, this guy did a terrible job. That's not fun. You walk in and go, wow, we can work with some of this. It needs a little bit of, of cleanup, but that's okay. We can make it work. And, and then you might end up pulling the whole system out, but you didn't start off negative. Uh, security guys are negative. AV companies, we sell fun for a living. If at any point you're talking to your client and you realize the conversation sucks, then you're not doing your job. I, I have clients all the time that I sell full home systems to, and we never once discuss anything negative. Why would you do that? There's no reason to. If somebody says, I want a doorbell camera, okay, you can have a doorbell camera. Now, if they come to you and they say, will it stop them? Just look at them and go, no, a camera just gives you proof of what happened. And they go, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then change the subject. Because as soon as you go negative about anything, then you've already diminished your standing with the client. And I just don't feel like that's necessary, man. I mean, we sell TVs and speakers and lighting control and shades and basically everything cool in the house. We do it. You talk to any of the contractors, you talk to anybody, we do the cool stuff. And even builders will say, oh, you do the cool stuff. Yeah, we do. So no, never get into a negative conversation with a client. Never bring up crime statistics. They don't want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. They know where they live. 
Um, but yeah, they do. I, but here's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm a big supporter of these doorbell cameras, um, especially for package seasons like Christmas time and stuff like that, purely because you can set them to announce when someone walks up. So when someone walks up, it can say, you know, welcome to the Smith home. You're under surveillance or welcome to my home. We can see you. Uh, I have one client who, whenever you walk up to the house, you walk up and it goes, I don't know why you're here, but now that you are, you're under surveillance. And I was, I heard that and I was, I just laughed and laughed. He said, oh, my wife hates it. But my thing is, is we, we sell fun for a living. You should never go negative with a client at all. There's never a reason if the, if the conversation goes negative, you have a choice. You can turn the direction or you can turn around. And so I, I just feel like that is a security industry thing and they have to do it. That's their business model. Scare people into buying things that, you know, maybe a little more than they need, maybe exactly what they need, but it gives them a false sense of security. Security systems have been a false sense of security for years until everything went cellular all it took to bypass the security system was a pair of cutters on a phone line. So, I mean, I, I used to tell people all the time, this is, it's great. It's a good noisemaker, but it is not a security system. It's an announcing system. Now with cellular, that's not necessarily true, but no, nah, man, I, I feel like that these, these people that sell all this negativity, they just don't understand our industry. Um, plus you don't make any money selling. I don't make any money selling ring doorbells because the doorbell costs $200 or whatever, and I'm going to charge 150 to install it. And they're going to pay Bubba or their nephew or somebody else 20 bucks and a pack a six pack of beer. And, and they're going to come and hang that thing and it might work. It might not, but they're not going to pay me $150. So I don't really see that. Business. You're in the South Bubba and the nephew could be the same person. So could uncle and daddy just keep that in mind. And on that note, um, <laughs> thank you both so much for joining us Stephen. if people want to connect with you learn more about Pro Audio Georgia Pro Audio Carolinas where can they do that uh, you can get me at Pro Audio underscore GA on Twitter you can catch me on the website Pro Audio Georgia Pro Audio Carolinas uh, reach out call me I do a ton of work with other integrators and I love it it's my favorite thing to do is to work with you guys so if uh, you hear this and you have questions about the industry system design or you just want to talk give me a call excellent thank you so much my friend heather if people want to connect with you learn more about southtown av uh, or the bills where can they do that oh you're right the definitely the bills um yeah still kind of hanging on to twitter tech underscore chi i did open a mastonian account so don't really understand how to use it yet but i did just in case same name though tech underscore chi and uh company is uh southtownav.com uh, also relatively active on LinkedIn. Excellent. Thank you both again for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other social platforms. But most importantly, please visit aviation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.